0: All right, folks, thank you for joining me this final day of November 2022, one month left to go as we begin the countdown to 2023. What an amazing time to be alive. And I take a little break, you know, a long extended weekend from making content over the Thanksgiving holiday. And I did do a live on Monday, but we're back here once again tonight because I'm reminded why I can't take any time off. Why I can't let you guys get fooled by the rest of these guys out here in the space that are playing games, flooding people out, uh, just spreading nonsense, absolutely crazy out here in the cryptocurrency space as we navigate this crisis, as we navigate this uh, liquidity contagion spreading rapidly. And uh, many people are scared to get into crypto. Many people who did invest are capitulating. We have more conviction now than ever before nothing's changed. And I I come back to the space and people act like all this stuff's happened in the last 24 hours that I haven't, you know, done any content. It was like the world was ending and I get back and I check, I'm looking through Twitter. I'm like looking through my DMs. I'm like, what's everyone freaking out about? And I mean, it's just one thing after another Coinbase wallets going to delist XRP. Oh my gosh, everyone's in a panic. It's like, who cares guys? Another exchange is going to go bust. That's fine. Sam Bankman Freed gets to, you know, do a little dance by uh, having questions from Andrew Ross, uh, Ross or however you say his name from CNBC, Andrew, he gets to make his appearance at that book summit deal, whatever the hell the New York Times is doing or what, whatever that was, right? And it reminds me why we cannot take any time off and why we got to get back in here, because there's a lot of confusion, a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt. We're here to cut through all of it, current events, cryptocurrency and the greatest transfer of wealth in world history, and it's just an absolute pleasure as we navigate this thing with 100% conviction, patience, understanding, no loss of faith. In fact, we just continue to go over this. Like I said, our live sessions, just our current events, cryptocurrency, the chaos that's taking place, and then we just go into bullish news for utility cryptocurrencies, and it's just a good time. By the end of the night, we're having a good time, and we understand that uh, our, our conviction, what we've invested in, is only growing. So- with that being said, I'm super excited to get back in here tonight, get back in the saddle, and uh, as we as we ride out this storm, we stay with it ready to rock and roll at all times. Cash on the sidelines. We've made our prepping and essentials. We run real businesses that are bringing real value to our community. They cannot stop our cash flow. They cannot cancel us. We will not be stopped, and all truth will be revealed. We have Elon Musk flipping the switch on the Twitter truth, and we're going to get into that. And then we're going to talk about the cryptocurrency chaos, absolutely, and of course, as always, we're going to talk about some ridiculousness in the XRP conversation, like $300,000 XRP. Shout out to Black Swan Capitalist for throwing that out there. We like that. That's fun. Let's talk about $300,000 XRP. That sounds like a great time to me, okay? um, We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. It's been an enjoyable weekend for me and I just want to say thank you guys for letting me spend some time with my family and I uh, actually have been taking care of a lot of business behind the scenes too. But excited to get back in action and tonight is going to be a wine night. So it might get a little saucy here. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Can we please smash the thumbs up for the wine night session that's about to be lit? Let's get it fired up. Thank you everyone for joining me. Unbelievable that we move into the final month of uh, 2022. The great reset, restructuring, revaluation underway. Back up to 17,000 for our Bitcoin. Congratulations. You did it. Back above 17K for your Bitcoin. $1,288 for our Ethereum. And our XRP is back to a 40 cent coin. Enjoy it while it lasts. Now, let's move on in. Let's move on in. Today, we have Jerome Powell pumping us pumping us as people are listening to Jerome Powell. And then we're pumping here once again, following his speech because Jerome Powell is set to uh, ease up on us. Jerome Powell is going to ease up here. Everyone is uh, excited because Jerome Powell is potentially going to be only raising interest rates by half a percent. So we'll continue to watch that one. S&P 500 ends three-day losing streak. Dow jumps 700 points after Powell signals smaller rate hikes. Okay, and then he said, quote, It makes sense to moderate the pace of our rate increase as we approach the level of restraint that will be sufficient to bring down inflation. Uh, Okay. The time is the time for moderating the pace of rate increase may come as soon as the December meeting. Okay. So we are in the fight against inflation. They're going to have to do a lot better than that. And I do not think that they are going to be able to crack inflation um, without continuing the rate hikes. And people are getting excited just because we're, instead of raising by 75 basis points, we're only going to go up by 50. We're done. We're already done with where they've taken interest rates. And if they continue with this, it gets worse. I.e., let's summarize this up. What does that mean? The bottom is not in. So we have cash on the sidelines and we're ready for that. And we don't get tricked out by these pow pumps. That's what these are their pal pumps. Jerome comes up to speak. We got an FOMC meeting. The markets will pump right up into it. That's when we were shorting the hell out of Bitcoin and taking advantage of that. Thank you very much, Jerome, for faking out the markets because we know where this goes. The market gets a little bit of hopium. The algorithms trigger. They start buying it up. And the S&P, who cares what the hell is happening with S&P? Well, we're watching it closely so that we can understand what's happening. But you know where we're at with the stock markets. Danny Devon, we got to cover this one. This is where I'm at with this. Markets are rallying hard. This worries me. Markets are pricing in a Fed pivot from 75 to 50 basis points on December 14th, which is going to be your next FOMC meeting. We will get it, but what happens on December 14th once we get the pivot, but the terminal rate still goes, is still going to be at 6%. I'm sensing a major buy the rumor rally and sell the news coming. This has been the playbook. This is what we've been doing for the last four months when I shorted Bitcoin, grew the trading bag 100%, was literally doing this exact thing. Letting the market fool everyone, letting Jerome Powell pump us up, give us a little bit of popium. I'm gonna take it easy on you guys, right? We'll get a little bit of a rally, but people don't understand that the fundamentals are still weighing us down. They're still dragging us down. And then historically, markets actually bottom after the Fed pivot comes. So when we get the Fed pivot, that's probably going to be the signal that the the bottom is going to be coming in here rather shortly after that. So let's continue to watch that one. Continuing on. Elon the Musk, we got to cover. Elon the Musk confirms that Twitter has interfered with, uh-oh, uh-oh. Elon the Musk about to open this thing up wide. Okay, here we go. We have Robert Kiyosaki. Hooray. Elon the Musk pledges to release contents of... A certain someone's son, not going to say the name, Robert Kiyosaki says, Capitalist democracy winning, communist fascism losing. Thank you, Elon. Thank you, Robert Kiyosaki, for lighting us up with a little bit of truth on Twitter. We do appreciate that. And we are excited to see Elon Musk flip this thing upside down. Continuing on, Bank of America chief warns of two more years of pain with high inflation and interest rates as federal government to backstop $1 million mortgages and experts predict 20% fall in-home prices. Now, this is important, guys, because this is just what I was talking about. The markets don't understand the fundamentals. They don't understand that we still have another 12 to 18 months of pain on the way. The markets could bottom out in the next 6 to 12 months. You know, the stocks, the real estate, that's lagging. Cryptocurrency is going to bottom out first. It's collapsing and getting sacrificed for everyone to see. Now is the time for everyone to come in and, uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren's got a plan for that. Cryptocurrency bills already on her desk, ready to get that moved, and we're excited for that because that's going to benefit us. No problems there. Ninety-nine percent of the space needs to go away, so we haven't, you know, we're chilling, enjoying our adult beverage and watching the show here. But the the fact of the matter is, is that this is how they confuse the masses. This is the narrative that they give them. They give them a little something to eat, right? Continue on at the party, right? Without understanding the fundamentals that we have two more years of pain according to the Bank of America chief. And what's interesting here, folks, let's check this out. This is from the Daily Mail. They're talking here, Appearing on CNN this morning, he, uh, the CEO, Brian, uh, warned a two-year recession is coming, but that he's hopeful it will be brief and mild. The forecast comes as home sales have fallen for nine straight months, a trend that will persist as buyers facing rising prices shy away from the market. M- MoneyHan made the assertion hours before the government announced that it has raised the limit for mortgages backed by Congress to more than $1 million. It is the first time in history the agency will back loans of more than $1 million despite the market signaling a subtle slowdown over the past three months. Now, this is going to be the Federal Housing Finance Agency. So, this is important. This is just one data point to check, right? And as they cite, cite here, experts now warn a large scale slowdown is coming. Excuse me. One that will see home prices eventually fall more than a fifth. From its recent peak recorded in June. So we've been looking at this, right? How the real estate markets, it's already slipping. It's going to get worse as they continue to raise interest rates. I spot a super chat in the house. Shout out to Joey. Joey with the two spot. Good evening, Zach. Thank you for all you do. Shout out, Joey. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're going to keep it rolling tonight. That's our real estate. We have one more real estate data point I want to share with you guys right here. Check this out. This is from Rick Palosius. Home builders don't typically throw incentives at buyers already in backlog, but it's happening now. 70% of builders we spoke with in mid November did exactly this to avoid cancellations. Implications for margins compressing faster than usual. We have this short chart here. Home builders providing incentives to buyers already in backlog. Interesting so they're bringing on the incentives because the home builders are getting desperate they have short-term debt those interest rates are going to be adjusting right they got to go back and they they only got a certain amount of time here before that loan comes due so they got to move their product got to move that inventory particularly in my area what i'm seeing is a lot of houses coming online and it's in the mid-range, it's in the starter home price range for my area, which is six hundred thousand it, dollars. It's 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 five hundred thirty thousand to above six hundred to, to basically seven hundred thousand. So basically five thirty on the lower end for your cookie cutter development home, all the way up to seven hundred thousand for uh, you know, he's he's gonna give you a little something, something. But you know what kind of products being put out by these developers and builders right now. Pretty weak, pretty sad. But nonetheless, there's still a shorting, shortage of housing, and so it's still getting bought up, but we're starting to see the incentives are coming from the builders as they're trying to move this product, and the smart ones can see the writing on the wall, that we have not bottomed out, that the situation is going to get worse, and Jerome Powell is telling that he's going to lighten up on us, but we're still, getting way, we're still getting pulled down by the raising of the interest rates, and that's going to pop the debt bubble, which real estate is an asset class so heavily reliant upon interest rates, Okay. So that's your real estate data right there for you. Now we have, already shared this, uh, Elon Musk confirms that Twitter has interfered. Yeah, we can't talk about that further. Let's get into this one, Gold Telegraph. The Canadian Central Bank reported today a historic $522 million loss in third quarter. This is their first loss ever. They own zero gold. The European Central Bank warned today of losses. Reality sometimes hurts. And this is the situation. For the, It's not just the regular common folk that are feeling inflation, feeling this crisis, feeling the pinch. It's central banks reporting record losses, the first one ever for the Bank of Canada, $500 million loss in Q3. That's getting wrecked, right? Now, Now our crypto banks have been wrecked, but we have not lost that much money. That is brutal. In regards to the United States, well, we're trying to chase down another $2 trillion lost. Uh, huge shout out to Ian Bins here. Uh, we, we, we like his content, Ian Binns here on Twitter. Pentagon admits it can't account for $2 trillion again. Pentagon admits it can't account for $2 trillion. Only 39% of the $3.5 trillion in Pentagon assets are accounted for, leaving a deficit of about $2.2 trillion in assets unaccounted for. Now, the last time this happened was around the events of 9-11. Obviously we have a huge money laundering operation that's being exposed right now in real time. And that is all good to see. Now let's get a little bit further into that situation, the currency war and a a battle here that is uh, now gone live, a currency war that's now gone to the point of freezing assets in the hundreds of billions of dollars. Now this one's shared from kim.com. As, excuse me, as predicted, When Russian assets were seized by the U.S. and uh, European Union, they are now trying to legalize the theft of Russian central bank reserves owned by the Russian people and assets from Russian individuals who had no say in the decisions that were made. Check this out. This is a member of the European Union speaking on this issue. Let's hear what she has to say. This is truly incredible.
1: Russia's invasion of Ukraine has brought death, devastation and unspeakable suffering we all remember the horrors of Butcher. It is estimated that more than 20,000 civilians and more than 100,000 Ukrainian military officers have been killed so far. Russia must pay for its horrific crimes, including for its crime of aggression against a sovereign state. And this is why, while continuing to support the International Criminal Court, We are proposing to set up a specialized court backed by the United Nations to investigate and prosecute Russia's crime of aggression. We are ready to start working with the international community to get the broadest international support possible for this specialized court. Russia must also pay financially for the devastation that it caused. The damage suffered by Ukraine is estimated at 600 billion euros. Russia and its oligarchs have to compensate Ukraine for the damage and cover the costs for rebuilding the country. And we have the means to make Russia pay. We have blocked 300 billion euros of the Russian Central Bank reserves and we have frozen 19 billion euros of Russian oligarchs money In the short term, we could create with our partners a structure to manage these funds and invest them. We would then use the proceeds for Ukraine. And once the sanctions are lifted, these funds should be used so that Russia pays full compensation for the damages caused to Ukraine. We will work on an international agreement with our partners to make this possible. And together, we can find legal ways to get to it. Russia's horrific crimes will not go unpunished.
0: So there you have it, folks. And that is part of why we call this the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. You heard it right there. Hundreds of billions of dollars frozen of Russian assets. And then she says $600 billion worth of damages done in Ukraine. Truly incredible. But it's an opportunity for those, you you know, Um, personally, if I was of Ukrainian or Russian, you know, that's where I came from. I'd be figuring out how do I get back there and build, how do I get back there and, 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 and do what I can, because there's going to be an incredible amount of opportunity. Now, many people will not be willing to pay that price, will not be willing to pay that price and go there and, uh, you know, set up your business and help rebuild that country up $600 billion worth of damages. But what are they doing? They're freezing 300 billion of Russian assets. What did she say? You know, another 50, 90 billion or something of the oligarchs assets, right? And then they're going to choose how to redistribute that. They're going to create a fund, right? And so this is when, when we talk about opportunities here, folks, there's so much damn money flowing around this planet available for you. You know, no matter what side of the war you're on, there's an opportunity there for you to go help rebuild, Right. And, um, you know, we're going to get into it a little bit further here tonight. But, folks, interesting what is taking place in that region with what's getting exposed. And interesting to see what is happening here. We have the third, Crypto Boss dying, And this one, he's a Russian guy. Check this out. <clears throat> this is a Russian billionaire. Uh, I can't even say his name. Vacheslav Tehran, 53, the co-founder of trading and investing platform Libertex died after his helicopter mysteriously crashed in a resort town near Monaco. The vehicle plummeted on November, 25, uh, November 25th afternoon, killing Mr. Tron, who had lived in Monaco for a decade as well as a veteran pilot. Now, what's interesting about this is this was beautiful weather, wasn't bad conditions, veteran pilot, right? And um, this helicopter went down, very tragic, very unfortunate. Um, but we've been tracking this and we've been watching this closely, How all of these um, <clears throat> oligarchs and all of these people that are involved in big business over there. Uh, this is why I say most people aren't going to be willing to pay the price to action because you're dealing with a mafia government. You know, if you want to go do business in Russia, if you want to go do it in Ukraine, you're just dealing with a different type of mafia. And so it, that's that's the problem that we're up against is the rule of law. You can't implement the, the business and the uh, strategies that we talk about if you don't have a rule of law and you know that's the sad situation about the state of the country over there the war that they have put that region into is is so bad so terrible but what we're looking at here is the third crypto boss this guy um you know i I, we're just now hearing about this one but apparently it was on the 25th of november okay and uh he is the latest in a growing list of powerful powerful people in vladimir putin's russia to abruptly die yeah, we've heard um, they're often reported as suicides. They have included energy, oil, finance, and shipping bosses, as well as oligarchs and millionaires. But three crypto stars have all died in recent weeks. Um, Tianton Kolender, 30, died in his sleep last week, while millionaire Nikolai Mushagin, 29, drowned on a Puerto Rican beach. Now, what Nikolai had to say before his passing was very interesting, wasn't it? Very interesting. But nonetheless, um, this situation is getting real out here I, I mean it really is I mean while Sam bankman freed is able to parade around and show up to the book deal and get some softball questions from CNBC right uh, these guys are, are literally uh, getting taken out uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of money there's a lot of power and control here at stake and you guys are seeing that um, it's unfortunate because the, the, the average person in these countries are getting caught up in it in this war front right now over there in ukraine and russia so I, we just continue to hope that this thing gets settled up here sooner rather than later but uh, we're going to continue to watch that one closely now uh speaking on sbf getting the softball questions this one's from jeremy hogan sbf is getting a light cross-examination at the new york times dealbook summit and has made at least three incriminating statements so far why are his lawyers or parents letting him do this now Santiago Velez says SEC clawbacks can't be allowed to happen on network companies. The political black eye would be incalculable. Therefore, he will be left with minor marks, injustice personified. Yeah. So it looks like Sam Bankman-Fried, from what we've seen, he's just rolling around Bahamas, no security, no nothing. Nobody's arrested him yet. He's, you know, lost billions of dollars of his clients' funds. And then we got other ones that are literally dropping out of the sky in, you know, hel- helicopter accidents. It's getting wild out here, folks. Absolutely. Now, um, as far as Sam Bankman-Fried's show, I'm not even going to cover it, you guys. I'm not even going to cover it. It's absolutely sick. It's absolutely a joke. <clears throat> he should get be getting no airtime. The only airtime that he should be getting should be from a prison cell. Um, he should already have been arrested by now. There's more than enough to arrest him. But nonetheless, uh, that's how it goes when you play uh, play the game and you pay off the people in the high places. Now, let's continue on, folks. Here we go. Coinbase Wallet. After careful evaluation, this has everyone up in arms freaking out. We will be removing support for several networks with low activity on Coinbase Wallet starting in January, including... Bitcoin Cash, uh, Ethereum Classic, XLM and XRP. Yeah, so guys, this just doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I mean, who really is even holding their XRP on Coinbase anymore? It's not listed there for you to trade. So why would you even have your XRP on the Coinbase wallet at this point? Or your XLM, I mean, maybe you wanna have your XLM there, but what does it matter? I mean, the Coinbase wallet, yeah, it has a decent function. It's a hot wallet, it's not as safe as cold storage. But guys, this is the type of FUD in in this bear market. People act like this is the end of the world and this is nothing. This absolutely stops nothing. This is not a big deal at all. And in fact, I make the case, my my reasoning for why this is being done is it's just reiterating the fact that XRP is not meant for us. It's not meant for Joe Blow to be having his little XRP bag on your Coinbase wallet. It's not meant for us. Now, XLM, Bitcoin Cash, and uh, Ethereum Classic, I could actually see the reason why there's so little usage on those networks that, uh, you know, there's not really much is being done. So, you know, I, I could see that. I could see that. But with XRP, once again, who cares, man? This just does not matter. It does not matter. There's plenty of other options. But to me, it reiterates the point that this is not meant for us. This asset is not meant to be in the hands of us just sitting in our wallet. It's meant to be used for liquidity. And these exchanges aren't our friend. They don't want us to, they're not allowing us to get XRP. They've made it very difficult, which is why we've been talking about not waiting around because we don't know when all of the exchanges are going to potentially just shut us out of being able to buy XRP. We truly do not know. Now I got a huge kick out of this one. XRP, the standard productions just in Costco will no longer allow bulk wholesale purchases of XRP. And, And that's so perfect. This is just a joke, right? And Guys, it just doesn't matter. Coinbase wallet just does not matter. People in this bear market are just panicking over any sort of news that just mentions XRP or could slightly be construed as negative. And then we literally have some of the smart guys in the space who still just perpetuate lies or they, they actually are that stupid, I don't know. I mean, this, this guy right here apparently is someone smart, Justin Bonds, this thread's getting all shared, I got this thread sent to me in my direct messages, people want my thoughts, it's, a, it's another fool, it's another guy who just doesn't know what he's talking about, he's stupid, or he's got other interests, which is always the case. A whole thread, a 14-tweet thread on this guy explaining how he thought it was common knowledge that Ripple is centralized. Well, this is the thing is Ripple's not XRP. And just right off the bat there, by confusing people right off there from the beginning, Ripple, the company, is a private company that is centralized. I mean, Brad is the CEO. They got a board of directors. It is centralized. It is top-down management, right? Uh, But yeah, that is different from XRP, the distributed ledger blockchain, that is 100% decentralized. Ripple only running about four nodes at the time of this recording, I believe matt hamilton who used to be one of the lead developers at ripple responds to him and he says no it's common knowledge it is decentralized there is no permission system for nodes but to me the reason why i'm even bringing this up is because i was i was flooded over the last you know 48 hours with all these dms of concern and this and that and once again I, i i got sent another video of some other influencer who's pro xrp but he's putting out this uh like end of the world scenario. This is terrifying, I think is what he titled this video. This is terrifying. And he's talking about, you know, basically 90% of the crypto exchanges and crypto projects are going to go bust. And it's like, yeah, what are you talking about? This, this is not terrifying at all. Like I said, we're enjoying some fine wine here, enjoying the show, and we have no worry about this. We've already stacked our bags. We're going to continue to buy more if they you know keep these assets suppressed, that's fine. But what are you talking about? This is terrifying. None none of this is terrifying. There's situations on this planet that are actually terrifying that we should be concerned about, that we should be preparing for, but Coinbase wallet deal, you know, not including XRP, who cares? The Coinbase exchange already took it down. So there's really no reason to even have XRP, that asset on Coinbase exchange or the wallet anyways, who cares? And then it's 2022 and we're still getting hit pieces by the smart kids in the room about Ripple XRP being centralized. And then on the other end, we got guys that are throwing out $300,000 XRP. And this is why I say we can't take a break. We got to we gotta get it here every single day so that we can dispel both sides of this. Both sides getting a little crazy, right? Let's continue on, folks. Thank you for joining me. And And, and this one's an interesting take right here from BitBoy Crypto. Let me give you my take on USDT. I think it's fine. This may age terrible, so understand this is my opinion based on what I know. One day soon, I will fully break this down. But the simple answer is this. Many major crypto companies scammed their way to solvency. Tether is one. That is interesting. That is very interesting. It's an interesting take because it is possible. I could see how they could do it. There's an arbitrage, they already have all of the exchanges in their pocket and they have the ability to mint the tether at will and we can't really, it's hard to track where all the flows are going and who has what. Tether being one of the main tools to pump up this market and it makes sense that they actually could make themselves go solvent um, by different forms of arbitrage and, and actually building back up the reserves over time. Now, what was interesting here is John Deaton actually replied, and he he said this: If Tether isn't solvent or backed one by one by now, one to one by now, I don't know what to say. Considering the claims for years that it was a house of cards, the New York investigation, etc. You may be 100% on this. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see when this is all said and done. I wouldn't count this out. We've always been talking about how Tether, in our opinion, is the final domino, but it would be a pleasant surprise if they were back one-to-one. That, that'd be fine, right? And see, that's where I'm not here to say that Tether's going to 100% fail and go to zero. Who knows? I mean, they could be. They could be scamming their way back to insolvency. It's crazy out here, Right. cryptocurrency is the most manipulated asset class, but that doesn't shy us away from it. We know what we're getting into as well as the Brazilian Chamber of Deputies approving a bill regulating crypto transactions. Huge shout out to Crypto Insight. That's our buddy, Will. Huge shout out to Will. And this is from Coindesk. Brazilian Chamber of Deputies approves bill regulating crypto transactions. Now, we just talked about this in the last live about how uh, the Central Bank of Brazil is going to be releasing basically the protocol that they've been using for their real-time gross settlement payments. And also in 2020, they had closed-door discussions on institutional matters with Ripple. And we've also seen that in Brazil... Uh, It was one of the first uh, banks sanctioned for exclusively foreign exchange in Brazil by the central bank was uh, TravelX, which is is the most recent bank that is firing up the on-demand liquidity corridor there in Brazil, which means we have the green light for XRP to be used uh, for anything in Brazil now. That, that's essentially what that means. And now we have basically the Congress. I'm assigned, uh, The bill still requires the approval of the executive branch, but I'm guessing this is basically equivalent to Brazil's Congress. The Chamber of Deputies approves bill regulating crypto transactions. So full clarity is here. And, and for me, this is why I say, we've lost no conviction in what we've invested in. We understand we're here. And what we've invested in, Ripple, XRP, they were at the table in 2020 for closed door meetings for institutional matters. And we can speculate on what we think was discussed there but that gets me a little excited breaking news india will start testing its retail central bank digital currency on thursday in four cities with four banks it has arrived right so four cities four banks cbdc in india going live we already know major major ripple partnerships with some of the biggest banks in india major major country there that's going to be uh needing this type of technology massive country, massive amount of payments, in and out, cross-border payments issues, and uh, it's going to be very interesting to see that. And uh, they also like gold over there too, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, stacking gold, maybe deals with XRP Ripple. We're going to see what they're going to do because they're regulating it pretty strict over there. They've gone back and forth, but they have, uh, I I believe, regulated it pretty strictly, and now uh, cryptocurrency trading, for that matter, has been regulated strictly, but now they're releasing that retail CBDC So uh, looks like full steam ahead for the CBDCs, whether we like it or not in some of these countries. Huge shout out to Fletcher for sharing this one with us. The DTCC shares finding from its pilot with the Digital Dollar Project, identifying requirements for supporting a U.S. CBDC in security settlement. Folks, we've been talking about this one. This gets us very, very excited because we're talking about $2.4 quadrillion worth of security settlement done at the DTCC every year. Let me repeat that. 2.4 2.4 quadrillion in security settlement at the DTCC every year. And they have just partnered up with the Digital Dollar Project. We already know who's working there, right? We already know what that's about. But let's get into this article, folks. This one's a juicy one. DTCC shares findings from its pilot with the Digital Dollar Project, identifying requirements for supporting a U.S. CBDC in securities settlement. This was released just today, folks. New York, London, Hong Kong, Singapore, Sydney. The Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, DTCC, DTCC, The premier post-trademark infrastructure for the global financial services industry today published its latest white paper exploring post-trade settlement uh, security settlement with a U.S. central bank digital currency in collaboration with the Digital Dollar Project and support from Accenture. The paper outlines, key things. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quote, as a potential digital alternative to cash, a U.S. CBDC should be carefully explored in consultation with key stakeholders across the public and private sectors. DTCC's pilot with DDP assessed the use of a simulated CBDC DLT for DVP settlement in the U.S. wholesale markets through direct engagement with market participants. The results of the pilot can help inform market participants and U.S. policymakers about the many requirements related to this new technology and currency paradigm. DTCC's pilot leveraged DLT with the goal of demonstrating success in settling tokenized securities on DTCC's digital settlement network prototype against tokenized dollars on a simulated CBDC network provided by Accenture, early Ripple partner, by the way. Pilot participants provided the feedback. Uh, Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Here are the key findings. Okay, so our key findings are the CBDC design, multilateral settlement, and asset encumbrance mechanisms are core functional requirements for post-trade settlement. Broader access to a digital Federal Reserve payment system could present new opportunities within the settlement uh, bank model and drive innovation in traditional industry responsibilities. Network connectivity and design. When settlement of securities and cash occur on separate and distinct networks, orchestration between the networks is required to ensure settlement interoperability. The pilot's orchestration model between the two distinct networks reduced counterparty risk at the time of settlement and provided settlement guarantees. Moving forward with this approach may provide a governance model for future implementations. Business implications for settlement and reporting process. Based on the pilot results and feedback from industry participants, a CBDC network offers the potential to achieve Operational efficiencies and enhanced transparency and reporting capabilities. Opportunities for future exploration. The white paper outlines opportunities for future exploration, including industry adoption rates and implementation costs. These areas should be further evaluated to help key stakeholders better understand the impacts that the introduction of CBDCs may have on settlement. Folks, does that sound like XRP or what? I, I mean when when we read through that, does XRP get the job done? Could XRP do that? Like flawlessly? With ease? Absolutely. Were they using XRP? Probably not, but um, very interesting. Accenture is a Ripple partner, obviously a Ripple part of that digital dollar project. And then we also see other participants, part of the digital dollar project, are um, also Ripple partners, Bank of America included in that digital dollar project. Sonia, I see you, Canadian super chat of twenty seven ninety nine. Sonia, I really appreciate that super chat. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. This is major, guys, major. So they're talking right here. And this is just related. We just had Jay from Spend the Bits, who was the winner of the CBDC hackathon put on by Ripple. We just had him on our show where we were talking about the capabilities of these networks, um, being able to track locations, being able to do different things. And the capabilities right now, all the tests that are being done, just, just confirm everything that we've been talking about everything that we you know, believe in and everything that we've invested in is coming true. Whether we like it or not, whether we want the CBDC or not, they are rolling it out, they are getting prepared to, and our time is very closely. With one month left until 2023, folks, we are getting so close. But I wasn't done yet with this article. I gotta go through this, guys, because like I said, this is massive. The DTCC, whoever they decide, whichever distributed ledger technology the DTCC decides to use, is going to be a major, major winner. Check this out, folks. About the DTCC. With over 45 years of experience, DTCC is the premier post-trademark infrastructure for the global financial service industry. From 21 locations around the world, DTCC, through its subsidiaries, automates, centralizes, and standardizes the processing of financial transactions, mitigating risk, increasing transparency, and driving efficiency for thousands of broker-dealers, custodian banks, and asset managers. Industry-owned and governed, the firm simplifies the complexities of clearing settlement, asset servicing, data management data reporting, and information services across asset classes, bringing increased security and soundness to financial markets. This is where this gets fun, folks. In 2021, DTCC's subsidiaries processed securities transactions valued at nearly US $2.4 quadrillion. Its depository provides custody and asset servicing For securities issues from 177 countries and territories valued at the United States value of $87.1 trillion. DTCC's Global Trade Repository Service through locally registered licensed or approved trading repositories processes 16 billion messages annually. So this is where we talk about. You have circulating supply and then you have available supply for liquidity whatever distributed ledger technology is going to be running that platform is going to be running that settlement is going to need to settle 2.4 quadrillion dollars per year how quickly can you turn over that supply oh and by the way you need to be able to hand 16 billion messages annually annually so this is where we come up with our our more sophisticated market cap bro calculations to figure out the value of these blockchains and how valuable these networks are you know really are so we have the end goal number in mind right 2.4 quadrillion right we have uh, let me god i keep forgetting this Wait, 16 billion messages annually okay so we can take that 2.4 per year quadrillion per year, 16 billion messages annually, and we can break that up. What's the average value per day? What's the average amount of transactions per day? How quickly then can we turn over the cryptocurrency that we're going to do the settlement with, right? And how much of a supply are we going to need of it? And what price is it going to need to be at to provide that liquidity? That's the calculation. That's the a sophisticated market cap bro way to figure out the value of these networks and how high these assets have to go. So. It's much further than just going, oh, you know, if SWIFT gets 5 billion XRP, they need to settle $6 trillion per day. We, we can come up with that calculation for what the market cap would need to be of that, you know, that, that network. But it goes further than that because you can use the tokens multiple times in a day. We understand that, obviously. But then the other, the other wildcard variable in that equation is how many messages are sent per day. So SWIFT does 44 million messages per day. And we just get the numbers here from DTCC, 16 billion per year. And the dollar value is 2.4 quadrillion. And what's funny is I was just on my XLM deep dive talking about, you know, SWIFT being $6 trillion daily, ACI worldwide being $14 trillion daily. So those networks are valued in the quadrillions of dollars every year as well. But then you got, just got this one over here, the DTCC just chilling over here doing their 2.4 quadrillion. That's with a Q, 2.4 Q quadrillion. It's a lot of zeros, folks. It's it's, it's just major, it's massive. And it shows you that we're so close to massive, massive values coming onto distributed ledger technology. They're talking about all the inefficiencies and how great this is going to be. It's here, it's here. We have one month left to go and we have reached major breakthroughs now in the ripovers of the SEC timeline. Let's get right into it. Huge shout out from James Flan, folks. The parties have begun to file under seal their replies to the oppositions to the motions for summary judgment. The public redacted versions of the replies are due by Monday, December 5th, but it is possible we will see them sooner. Okay. So we have the, they, they are filing under seal their replies to the oppositions and that is for summary judgment. So they're basically responding to each other's case for summary judgment right here. Okay. And we have the redactions, obviously it's going to be, you know, a lot of that's going to be hidden and redacted is what we're expecting, but the public versions are going to be coming available by the beginning of next week. Major, major breakthroughs in that Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. we love to see it. Now, I have to cover this one. Huge shout out to Digital Asset Investor for uh, sharing this clip right here. A lot of people have been tagging me with Black Swan Capitalist, wanting me to do a collaboration with him. I'm very interested. Like I said, this guy is, you know, apparently he saw XRP on the private ledger being running at 300,000 yen, which is equivalent to like two or three thousand US dollars. So apparently he saw that on, on on the private ledger on some YouTube video. It's kind of a trust me, bro situation. I, I don't know how much value uh, I, I'm going to put on it. But nonetheless, I entertain that conversation because I like to have fun and I don't get offended by someone saying that an asset can, you know, solve a lot of the world's financial problems and payment flows. I happen to agree. Let's debate on how high, how far it will go. That sounds like fun to me. I don't get my panties in a bunch because someone said something that seems outrageous to me. The mass just don't make sense. But I want, I wanted to share this clip because this is another one. Black Swan Capitalist just went on to Mel Carmine's show. And I am actually going to be going on to Mel's show tomorrow. And so if you guys are looking to get uh, tapped in on that one, that's going to be at, uh, let me check. I think it's 1, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time tomorrow. Let me double check that, guys. But it's, I, th- I think that's going to be tomorrow at 1 It's gonna be tomorrow afternoon. We're gonna be going on Mel's show. So be ready for that one. I'm really looking forward to it. But it looks like he just collaborated here with Black Swan Capitalist. And I want you guys to listen to just the beginning of this clip, because apparently he's got some family members that got connections to Saudi Arabia and the royalty family over there. Let's listen to this right here. Okay, so um,
1: as far as my story, it really begins in about 2018. We were in, um, you know, we were here at home and we had an emergency family meeting. Uh, We had to come upstairs. It was my stepfather and uh, his uh, contacts in Saudi Arabia. His name is Khalid al-Sunaid, and he's an advisor to the royal family of Saudi Arabia. So we grew up with these people when we were younger uh, overseas before we moved here. And we had this family emergency meeting. The whole family was told to come. My mother, my sister, very close friends. And they were telling us about this technology called
0: uh, XRP. Okay, sorry. I, I was muted there for a second. Okay, so you guys get the point there, what he's talking about. He had a family emergency meeting. Apparently, someone in his family has a contact who advises the royal family in Saudi Arabia. Very interesting. Uh, but nonetheless, they had an emergency family meeting to talk about XRP. And then this is the same guy who's saying that apparently he saw XRP running on the private ledger at like two, 3,000 US per coin. It was basically equivalent to 300,000 yen, I believe. Maybe it was 300,000 US. I, I don't know. I I thought that it was in Japan, uh, so it was in Japanese yen. It was basically a video of a private ledger in Japan that was running at 300,000. So I'm assuming that was 300,000 yen, which at, at the time, I think, was equivalent to a few thousand dollars per XRP. Now, we've seen plenty of glitches, but, you know, once again, there's a lot of people making claims right now. And there's a lot of people that... um. You know, have different opinions than me, but for me, I'm going to lean into that. I'm fine. I, I I'd love to collaborate with this Black Swan Capitalist guy. I thought about tweeting him out yesterday and just saying, "Hey, bro, we need to talk about this $300,000 XRP." Just just to have fun with it because I I think it's hilarious. Uh, people getting their panties in a bunch over bringing up numbers like that. Uh, but nonetheless, I I just want to lean into it. Oh, you got connections to someone who's advising the royal family in Saudi Arabia. Let's talk about that. That sounds fun, right? And then tomorrow, I'm going to be going on Mel's show. And, you know, there's not, I don't agree with Mel on everything either. So that's going to be a fun conversation as well. You know, I got some questions for him about uh, what what the heck's going on, man, with, with some of these uh, lobster projects that I thought were going to, you know, ha- have so much value here and going to do something special for us. And, Uh, you know, they just seem like the most obvious scams to me. So what the hell happened, man? I'm just, I'm curious, you know, what, what he has to say about that because I haven't been following the lobster tokens for a while. I've already put out my video on how I thought that 90% of the lobster tokens and uh, tokens that have been built on XLM were just scams and had no utility, no real use case. Same thing happened with XRP. It was just scammers taking advantage of open source technology, proving the decentralized nature of these assets, which is good. But unfortunately, humanity takes advantage of people. And you know the, the sad part is that the scammers push it and then people fall for it and lose money, which brings us to where we're at today. I had to bring it up in my XLM deep dive talking about the lobster tokens and the lobster scams. And, you know, I'm, so I'm interested to talk about that with Mel tomorrow. But like I said, for me, it's, you know, let's pull up, let's be respectful, have an adult conversation, right? Have a little bit of fun with it. We can talk about the scenarios where XRP goes to that type of price. Is it even possible? Because for me, if you're scared to have the conversation, how can you have conviction in what you believe in? It's, if someone can't question you on what you believe in, what do you have? You know, just to just trust me, bro, have faith, We want a little bit more than that. But nonetheless, you know, I'm interested. You know, there's some interesting characters that have come out of the woodworks, interesting connections in Saudi Arabia. We've already seen Saudi Arabia Monetary monetary Authority already sitting down at the table with Ripple a long time ago, back at that time frame that he's talking about in 2018, when he first heard of XRP and, you know, apparently had a family emergency meeting about it. Um, You know, that's right at the same time that Ripple was sitting down with the Saudi Arabia Monetary Authority. So that is that that did happen you know that's going on there is a connection there so nonetheless uh for me i I like to have fun with this right i like to have these conversations i'm looking forward to the session tomorrow with mel open to collaborating with black swan i'm open to collaborating with anybody in the space that is willing to you know let me ask the questions back at them like you know let's let's have a little back and forth you know debate conversation um and even if uh, we don't agree on everything we can still be friends at the end of the day that's that's i think what humanity's missing is everyone just gets offended, offended everyone gets uh you know all worked up they they give me the market cap bro if i talk about XRPs going higher than $10 that's apparently impossible because the market cap cannot pass that of bitcoin or something you know so uh, yeah that's that's where we're at right now in this space we have an incredible conversation happening tomorrow with mel Looking forward to that. But uh, I also recently just talked, I, I got an inside source at the DTCC, works for them. And he's also confirmed a lot of what I just shared with you guys tonight. $2.4 quadrillion worth of settlement at the DTCC. Somebody's got to settle it, whether that's XRP, XLM. I, you know, For me, that is uh, why I've invested in those two assets first is because they can handle the utility that matters the most, which is liquidity. In my opinion, liquidity is the highest dollar value amount. I mean, look at that. 2.4 quadrillion, just at DTCC. $6 trillion daily at SWIFT, you know, uh, $14 trillion at ACI worldwide. You have uh, basically $100 billion worth of stocks, equities that are moved every single year. And uh, you got to have liquidity. Without liquidity, you can't get that done, right? And, and, and so that's why for me, XRP has always been my number one. It's focusing on the wholesale level, which is exactly what they just trialed in the DTCC CBDC trial, was they were trialing uh, you know, multilateral wholesale payments. And then we see with XLM too, that ability to, to, to provide that same utility is what matters most. So with that being said, folks, let's take a look at where we're at. Right now, um, let's take a look here at the sticks. I see a super chat here from Pizza Pilgrim. I appreciate that 10 spot keep drinking that adam's ale brother yeah cheers guys i appreciate all of you guys we're enjoying this show this is a good time for us i i I don't post any content for 24 hours and the whole everyone's going crazy let's focus in on where we're at though right now this is the monthly chart on our bitcoin okay let's take a look you can see right here we are basically playing out, we're in the same spot that we were back in November of 2018, which was the, you know, the bear market began uh, right in the beginning of 2018. So in December of 2017, that's when Bitcoin topped out, on basically January 4th or 5th, that's when XRP topped out of 2018. And then that's when we began this bear market, where we went all this way down. Now, uh, to me, you look at this, this is November right here, This marker right here, that is November of, uh, 2018. Actually got to hide that drawing, but right here, November of 2018, you see a big red candle on the monthly bringing us down to the lows of January is basically when we bottomed out in the the last bear market. So basically exactly one year after we reached all-time highs is when we bottomed out. So We're basically back at that same point. November brings us another massive red monthly candle, brings us down to a fresh new low, uh, cycle low of 15500 And we're going to have to watch this one closely because I do not think that the bottom is in. I do not think that the bottom is in. I think we do have a little bit more to go. But I think that we're going to play a similar structure that we see right here. Where, look at look at this. I mean, this thing, yes, it did start to break out into 2019. But then, really, we didn't really begin the next bull run until October of 2020. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you could say April. Basically, uh, April of 2020. So, it was almost a year and a half after Bitcoin topped out is when we started the next major bull run. Okay? Now, obviously, the halving cycles do play into that. But the interesting thing too about this is we're watching this fractal and this is how Bitcoin played out last bear market, but Bitcoin's never gone through a a great depression. It's never gone through a recession. So this time is going to be different. This time it is worse. So for one, we've already broken into a new territory, which was breaking below the previous all-time high of the last uh, bull run, which was about 20,000. We should have held that support. And the fact that we couldn't hold that support, and thank God, because I was able to short the hell out of Bitcoin, every time it went above 20,000, thank you very much. That was a good time. And now here we are at 15,000, we pump up here recently, Jerome Powell speaks, and we pump above 17K, people get a little bit excited. But the bottom is not in. And we have one month left to finish off this, what an incredible year it was. Just one year now so far of a recession, okay? But we're looking at the fundamentals, we're looking at our analysis that tells us we could still see uh, potentially for crypto to bottom out in the next three to six months, and for the stocks and real estate to bottom out over the next 12 to 18. The bottom is not in on the macroeconomic picture, and the bottom is not in for the cryptocurrency and the risk assets as well either. Those are ready to get smacked up once again. Okay. And we are in unprecedented territory. We have never gone, and the cryptocurrencies have never gone through a real recession and we, we did uh, on our Monday session, we hit the Great Depression alert according to BC Backer in his technical analysis, right? And from all of my fundamental analysis, I'm right there with, with him. You know, uh, Without looking at the, that chart, without looking at the Bitcoin chart and that fractal mat- matching up with the Great Depression alert or, or whatever he calls it there, uh, without even looking at that, I would say that, yeah, we have not bottomed out and that we, we do have to go set new lows. So this is why I would recommend if you guys uh, are, are wanting to buy more of these assets to have cash on the sidelines. Think about uh, you know, dollar cost averaging while we're near the bottom. We are near the bottom Okay? If you buy today, your your investments could go down another 25, 50% easily. So you have to have that understanding, but you should be investing with 100% conviction right now. Because while the rest of the space is dying, being sacrificed, and that's unfortunate for you know, the average clients, the average users of FTX, the other average retail investors that are just getting smacked, that sucks for them. But we need to clear out the space. We need to clear out these actors, and we need to let the DTCC run their trial p- pilots so they can figure out how to put 2.4 quadrillion dollars per year onto blockchain what we're trying to figure out here the you know multi-quadrillion dollar question is which blockchain is going to be the winner for me nothing's changed conviction has grown xrp xlm i'm starting to get a little bit more interest in quant okay uh but w- we're going to be looking at some of these other cryptocurrencies in the months ahead so make sure you guys hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of the further content okay and then the next thing that we're gonna be dropping is going to be the next installment in our business development program. That's gonna be my next deep dive. The next thing that I'm uh, gonna be putting together is gonna to be the next installment webinar for the business development program because we continue to say, right now, if you're not getting your paper up, if you're not you know, actually starting your side hustle, getting your business going during this opportunity, I think you're gonna regret it because it's actually a fantastic opportunity for the real players, real hustlers, people with real businesses to thrive, not just survive, thrive during this time as as the fake economy dies the real ones are about to prosper like never before and i'm a living testament to that members in my discord group are a living testament to that and i hope that you guys are as well you know this community is very strong and god bless all of you guys that have joined us on this ride we're about to blow through 50k here i think we're only a couple hundred away at this point so we're about to hit 50,000 subscribers on youtube 300,000 on tiktok and we are just getting started it's going to be a fun adventure but like I said here, one month left in 2022, you got one month left to ch- change your tax situation, sit down with your accountant, get it done, you know, you know, whatever you got to do, change your tax situation. So you're not having to cut that fat check to the IRS because you took our advice, you started your side hustle, started your business, and now you're making a bunch of money that, that creates a new problem for you, right? So make sure you take care of that. You got one month left to go. But I also wanted to say this, do not wait. For me, I'm not waiting right now. I'm already reviewing 2022. I'm already figuring out what do we need to change now? You know, I'm not waiting to set my New Year's resolutions in January. Let's take a look now. Everyone wants to coast out to the end of the year, right? Thanksgiving puts everyone in that mood. We go into the holiday season. Everyone wants to just coast out to the the end of the year. And this is going to be one of the most prime opportunities for us to buy these suppressed assets for us to build out our teams, build out our businesses so that we can execute and take market share. And like I said, not just survive, but thrive like, like two different realities. Like I said, our hearts you know, we're sympathetic to the people that are struggling right now. Right. But I'll be damned if we are not taking massive amount of action. I put in a 20 hour day yesterday, 20 hours without even thinking about it. If you guys are wondering where I've been, we've been making money. You know, if I, you know, if I'm taking a break, I'm either with family or we're making money, and that's all we do. We spend time with family, and we're hustling our face off, and so we're not getting lucky. So sympathies go out to the people that are that are taking losses. You know, the the central banks taking record losses. You know, we feel bad for them. Oh, the poor central bankers, right? Meanwhile, completely different paradigm for those of us that have been tapped in and taking massive action, building real businesses. You know, and, and we, we take some time off here and I take a step back and I look at all the nonsense that people are pushing. People are still pushing either on one end, massive fear, FUD, uncertainty and doubt, or just the most crazy hopium speculation that, oh, you know, it, it, basically, if, if, if you just get 2,000 XRP, you're going to be set for life and you're going to guarantee you have generational wealth and you don't have to worry about it or go any further because XRP is for sure going to 10,000. So if you have 2,000 XRP, you're going to be a millionaire. You're going to be fine. You got generational wealth. You're fine. You're good. Don't do any prepping. Don't do any essentials. Don't start a side hustle. Don't start a business. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. We hold the reserve digital currency that's for sure going to 10K. That's never been part of our program. That's never been part of our spiel. People are so confused. The haters come at me without having any understanding of what we're about. Brother, you're telling people to spend their last 50 bucks on XRP. No, I'm not. The first thing I put out in my recession to-do list is essentials and prepping. The second thing was business. Then I talked about cryptocurrency. But that's what we're doing here. You know, cutting through this nonsense, cutting through the uncertainty, giving you guys a real template, a real strategy, a real plan, And backing up our investments with documents, research, so that we can invest with conviction while the rest of the world tells us that we're crazy for investing in cryptocurrency. That crypto is not an investment. That it's all a scam. It's all a fraud. Oh, are you still in that crypto thing? Yeah, I've tripled my position. Yeah, it's going really good, actually. Oh, but the prices are down. I don't look at the price. I hadn't checked XRP in three days. Because I was stacking money. I, I come back and I check XRP today. It's 40 cents. Fantastic. Every time XRP moves up 3 cents, we make a check. And that's what I mean. To the outsiders, to the masses, to the doofus moron, average investor, person, they have no idea. Yeah, man, my bags of shib, my, my bags of shib got wrecked. Yeah, I got, I'm, am I still holding these NFTs? I don't know if they're ever going to come back. I mean, we're seeing some of the biggest people in the space capitulate and sell. Are we ever going to recover? We, (laughs) two different realities, two different realities, folks. Like I said, um, for us, we've, we've got a real family over here. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful, you know, looking at what we've been able to grow and looking how far we've come here in just one year on YouTube, two years on TikTok, just getting started. And, uh, if you guys are looking to join, we have our family, our discord group, it is over at my website, ZachRichter.com or just go to Patreon, sign up for the Patreon. You'll get access to the discord group. And we'd love to have you guys in there. If you guys are looking to join us, uh, like I said, who are you surrounding yourself with right now? You surrounding yourself with losers, complainers, uh, people that are making excuses. It's easy to do that. Because, most people are are going to be having that conversation about how bad inflation is. They're going to be complaining about something. God forbid they're a woke, a wokey. Because then we know they're broke, and they're going to be complaining and begging, uh, uh, complaining and blaming everybody else for their problems. So that's the problem with the woke folks. Okay, God bless them. Good luck. God bless. But then you can surround yourself with a bunch of people that are, you know, just just going to bring you down with their negativity right now. Or we have the option to surround yourself with people that are real players, real hitters, taking action, businesses, real estate, cryptocurrency, investing, creating generational wealth, preserving that wealth, and doing it in the midst of all this chaos, all this destruction, sleeping soundly at night. What a, what a, what a beautiful thing that is. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble get in touch please just head on over to zachrector.com. you can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive discord community over at the website we appreciate all of you for tuning in and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals if you appreciate the show feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review we will see you in the next one take care and god bless